You are listening to Geek Fest Rants on the IC Robots Radio Network. You have located Geek Fest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Coming to get you, Barbara. Barbie Kinkle, the only person you're gonna scare is yourself. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Mm. Good night, Harvey. Good night, Sabrina. In the town of Greendale, where it always feels like Halloween. <gasps> There lived a girl who was half witch, half mortal, who, on her 16th birthday, would have to choose between two worlds, the witch world of her family and the human world of her friends. And that girl is me. Are you willing to forsake the path of light and follow the path of night? Sabrina, you're going to die, Asprey. Girls, girls, let's not be catty bitches. You're a rebel, Spellman. That's how I like my witches. I'm not an evil person, but these are desperate times. And I will not sign it away. Would you like to do the honors? <laughs> With pleasure. Rise. 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 Was on Hilda. She annoyed me, so I killed her and buried her in the yard. Zelda! everybody and welcome to geek fest rant my name is carlos perone and i have steve joining me once again to help me go over one of our latest topics and that is guilty pleasures in terms of television and film i've done a show like this a while back and we are revisiting it once again because we have new additions to our list not only does steve have his own bunch of material that he's never shared with us before but i have some new ones that i've added especially on the television side that i want to be able to talk about with everybody else and because this is a topic that keeps growing and growing you know we wanted to catch up a little bit on what's new so let's begin with our guilty pleasures 
What did I teach you? You are the Duke of New York. You are a number one. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Can you dig it? Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That spawn of Satan. <laughs> oh, really? The Force will be with you, always. All right, I'm here again with Steve, and we are going to delve into a topic that I have kind of touched upon a long time ago, specifically having to do with movies, and that is the subject of guilty pleasure movies or television shows. I have a whole bunch of television shows lately, and even a few from the past that I've been jumping on for different reasons and all of a sudden I'm realizing oh, this isn't that bad I actually you know I don't know if I want to advertise that I'm watching it but I I probably will anyway I'll probably end up uh, you know posting articles about it but uh, shows that kind of surprise me that I I would like because most of the time I try a new show that I think I'm gonna love and I think most of the times I'm disappointed here is a little different because I'm trying something that I might be doing it just to kind of connect a little better with, let's say, my son or my daughter in, in terms of what they're watching. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't that bad. So let me let you start the lead here because I'm, I'm sure you got a whole bunch of stuff just like me. Which one would you like to start with, Steve? Yeah, and I feel like I, we're airing out dirty laundry here. <laughs> it's confession time. Um, yeah. Okay, so most of mine are more uh, movie-based, okay. rather. Well, you have more um, okay. TV slant on yours. But um, I'm going to start one where this, this movie came out a, a while ago, and I remember watching it, and... I, for whatever reason, it, it got like a lot of negative press, but I, I really enjoyed uh -huh. it. And, and that movie is Sucker Punch. Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, I, I was in the midst of watching it, and I, I wanted to hear what the buzz is about because I mean, I, I had seen the trailer spots and and you know the commercials okay. and everything, and it, and it looked visually you know gorgeous. It was very slick. It was very stylized, and it was it's directed by you know Zack Snyder, so it had it has, it has that yeah, very yeah, yeah. Snyderian uh, feel to it, uh, if you will. So. And, and it, it's very much based on fantasy. So it's definitely, you know, sort of over the top okay. storyline where, you know, there's, there's these four girls. They have like, the, they're kind of like, you know, stuck in like this mental institution. And, you know, they have to like sort of break out. And they all have like these like sort of like code names like, you know, um, Rocket, Sweet Pea, Amber. And it goes through their sort of plan to sort of break out of this prison. And, you know, to the Zack Snyder, it, it's, it's very over the top. It's like, it's like you know, very thematic mm -hmm. and um, a very cool soundtrack, actually. The, the soundtrack is re really great. And from what I remember, it was also very, like, green screen-ish in terms of kind of like a 300-ish type of, like, super green screen. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, I would be surprised if uh, that movie was actual practical effects because most of it yeah. was, um, you know, there's, there's these scenes of, like, you no, know, one of the girls, I think Amber's, like, driving, like, this, like, you know, walking mech type you know creature thing and uh they have, they have this whole like world war ii or world war one bombing scene and it, they have these really off the wall crazy cgi you know eye candy fest now in, in the movie's defense I, i'd like to say that i don't think i've ever seen it completely i might have seen a little of it and i don't know if i either got turned off by it or just the buzz was so bad the the, the reviews and the and the reaction and i remember saying to myself 
Let me get this straight. After Snyder did this, and then they gave him Man of Steel, and I was like, oh my God, how could they give him Man of Steel after doing this? <laughs> but I was super happy with Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah Man of Steel definitely was good. But I, I don't know. There's, some, there's something about this movie where it's normally this isn't really my style. Where I like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really go for a ton of like action, you know, movies that are just completely, you know, CGI fest. But there's something about yeah. this one where it, it was so fantastical and it, it reminded me of like a comic book. It reminded me of like you know um, something lifted from like another like another source material, but I really enjoy it. it it's it, you know it's crazy, it's wonky, you know it has these you know crazy fin fatales, but. I really enjoyed this one. Well, the first one I'm going to mention, I believe, is one that you also might be familiar with. And for me, it's a, it's a Netflix show called Sabrina the Teenage Witch. At first viewing or even at first hearing about it, I know that it's based on some older, I don't know if it was a Disney or a Nickelodeon show or some kind of tween kind of show back from, I guess, the early 90s or something. I don't even remember how old oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was mid-90s. It was, it was on uh, it was Channel 9, UPN 9. It was on, I believe. Oh, yeah. wow. It was on regular... It was on, on yeah, syndicated... Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, wow. Definitely. And from what I understand, the, the, the original show was very kitty, very teeny, teeny, teenagery type of thing. I don't think it was very serious. I think it was no, just a, a fun kitty show. Not at all. Yeah, it was very... It, it was very sitcom-y. Very yeah. sitcom-y. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I knew that Netflix had a show, but I wasn't paying attention to it because I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it's just a remake of that. And like, for example, I know that my, yeah, my wife and my son, they've been watching like Fuller House, which is the the reboot of Full House. And I'm like, I don't like Full House. I'm not watching this other show because I don't like the original. And from what I've seen, this looks exactly like it. So I I was thinking that it was just going to be a rehash of exactly the same thing that that was. But then out of all things in the world, in one of these Facebook, well, first of all, in Facebook, all these different groups that I belong to, I kept seeing posts about it, you know, the Nerdist and this and that and the other, all these different genre media places kind of praising the show. And then I started seeing these articles about... I don't know if you saw them, but something about like the Church of Satan is suing Netflix because of the depiction of the Church of Satan or something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. wow, that's kind of weird that <laughs> they're upset at a show. Well, hell, if they're upset at that show, I'm like, I got to take a look at this thing. And just as a fluke, I started watching it. And it does have the basic cheesy elements of a teenagery kind of show. But it has this dark side that I was not expecting one bit. I didn't think they were going to go this far on certain things. Now, granted, I'm only, I don't know, maybe about halfway into the the season. So I'm, I'm not really deep, deep into it. But so far, I am surprised. And I was telling my daughter about it. And, and I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of this show? Is Has anyone been talking? And she's like, yeah, a lot of my friends are saying I got to watch it. But I haven't started yet. I'm like, well, I'm watching it now. So, you know, if you want to catch up, it's up to you. And to me, the best way to describe it, and, and I hope it, I'm not off the mark, but it kind of feels a little bit like Stranger Things. It's a kid-centered show that has some really seriously genre. In this particular case, instead of being sci-fi twist, this is more of a horror twist. And it's like, wow, I'm, I didn't realize they were they could do that. I mean, I, I don't know if you got the same reaction out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think I, when I went into it, it was my sister who who sort of turned me. You kept telling uh-huh. me. So, so, so I was already a little more prepared about what, like, what tone <laughs> it was going to take. 
Um, but I will say this, um, because I was a little more familiar with the previous, not, not, I'm not saying I watched it, <laughs> I may have, I may have glimpsed an episode. That's of, okay. Of, uh, uh, you uh, can, the, uh, <laughs> you can cleanse your soul here. Let it all out. <laughs> this, this is the safe zone. <laughs> but, but I may have seen an episode or two of the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. By so accident. It's also in compare. Yeah, by accident. By accident. Yeah. I, I was understand. watching past the TV. Yeah, it just um, happened. So, so, so in, in comparison, it, it, it is strikingly different actually <laughs> than the original material in a good way because it takes it in a, in a very different direction and i will say this just to let you know um it, it is actually based on a graphic novel on a comic book even the original one no no no. the, the original was based on well okay the original is based on the archie comics sabrina the Teenage Witch. okay there we go that okay. is that is like the, you know the very very kitty you know okay. um and then they made a sitcom on that in the 90s Right. Then they made about two years ago. They made a graphic novel called Sabrina. You know the 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 one we're, the one we're watching now. The the horror based oh, one. Oh, I see. So and, and, and it was very dark. Yeah, I actually have the first volume of it. Um, it, it was very dark. It was very like, pretty gruesome. Okay. And then and then they made the Netflix show based on this graphic novel that came out. Okay, that makes sense. Now, now that that makes a little more sense now. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's actually tied to the Archie Riverdale oh, okay. um, universe. Yeah, like I said, it definitely gave me this this. Stranger Things, you know, it has, it's almost like a little bit of Harry Potter, but then really dark, really horror. It's like, wow, how can they, how can they ride the line? I'm, I'm very impressed at how they do that. Yeah. And it's got all these twists that you, that I don't expect. Again, I don't have the, I don't know the history of it, but I, I don't know how accurate or how, how faithful it follows any of the original stuff other than the main characters generally being described. Actually, surprisingly, the, the show actually deviates from the original comic book um, by quite a oh. bit. Actually, yeah, like it starts out pretty similar, but it, it, once you get past like that, about on the halfway part of the of the series, it deviates pretty extremely from the comic. But, but yeah, you're right though. I mean, the the way they blend, I guess more. Um, I don't want to say the word juvenile, but more like humor based for younger audiences. But they still have like these really creepy concepts. Like, yeah. like one, the one episode, I'm not sure if you got to it yet, but it's the one episode where like they, they want to like uh, cannibalize one of the girls uh, and, and like like eat her. Like I'm like, like wow, okay. <laughs> and, and, and like this is like the scene where <laughs> Zelda, you know, kills her sister. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like. Like, oh my god, you can't do that. Yeah, can you do yeah, that? Yeah, really. Like, I'm, I'm watching this like, okay, because like, it's, it's so different than, than the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch that was on UP9. Yeah. It was like everything's happy and everyone's like laughing. So, yeah, this is definitely a, a something different, a different flavor for sure. What, what about you? Anything? What other ones you got? Oh, uh, let's see. Going back to going back to movies, I guess, for, yeah. for a bit, I have pretty much all of uh, of the Godzilla movies which I I'm a huge I'm a huge kaiju Godzilla fan <laughs> and I will you know plant my flag down I'm a huge fan of Godzilla of the originals and yeah these are not fantastic no these aren't quality movies uh, by any stretch of the imagination you know but the, the fact that they're, they're so you know cheesy and you know you can just tell you know you're looking at a Godzilla movie I mean you have like you know the guy in the rubber suit yep. stomping through either <laughs> Stopping through the countryside of Japan or in a big metropolitan area that resembles cardboard, <laughs> cardboard buildings. I, I, I just love them, though. And I think, because you know, I probably grew up with them. <laughs> but, you know, some of the ones that stand out to me that are just really, really fun to watch are, you know, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which is 
which is probably my favorite out of you know out of all of them. You know, you have the reptilian Godzilla, and you have the the three headed dragon that's that is King Ghidorah, and then they go at it. And this Godzilla versus Mothra, and most of the Godzilla movies are all—it's always you no know, Godzilla versus yeah, something else, yeah. you know, Godzilla versus another an, another type of uh, monster. Now, are you also attached to the more modern ones or the uh, reboots, I, I or, am, or I do am, you I, enjoy the, the the older ones best? I mean, I enjoy the older ones best, but I'm not a fan of the American modern ones, which is like you know, like the 2014 Godzilla, uh-huh. and even the one that's in like the the one that's coming out now. <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely see it, but there are more modern Godzilla's that were actually put out in that style to, to make it look like it's an older movie so right, they'll, still, right, have, right, they'll right. still have a guy in the suit and they'll still have you know very cheesy lines and, and bad lip syncing and everything oh, yeah. they, they do yeah. On, yeah they do on purpose to kind of you know build it up to make it look like you know it's it's actually shot in the in, in the 70s plus if you're into anime I think we mentioned it before Netflix has a whole bunch of Godzilla animated uh, shows new animated shows that are also very different than than anything else. Yeah, it's you know surprisingly, I never I have yet to watch a Godzilla animated movie. I don't know why. I've, I've always I guess gravitated more toward the mm-hmm. live action. Well, if you're again, if for any of our listeners, if they're really into Godzilla, search back our archives. We have an episode. We have a couple of episodes, but there's one with a friend of ours, uh, Mike Sutton, who actually went to Japan and visited some of the studios and and saw some of the props. He's a gigantic Godzilla fan, and he goes to. Uh, G-Fest, I think in Chicago every year, and, and uh, they wish. go completely bananas. And, and then a couple of times they actually went all the way to Japan. So that's definitely something I would recommend. Another show that I'm going to throw out there, and yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. Um, uh, Shira, Princes of Power, I think that's what it's called. I'm going to pretend <laughs> I don't even know the name. I heard something like that. I don't know. It's something about Shira or whatever. You heard yeah, of it once. Somebody mentioned it. Um, well, let me just first say that my knowledge of the show goes back to obviously the 80s with He-Man, and I know that they had a secondary show, a spin-off called Shira. Now, I remember watching He-Man a little bit, not religiously, just a little bit here and there, and it was a typical product of the of the 80s in terms of here's there's some action there's a ridiculous bad guy and then there's the message what's the message of the day what's the story of the day what's the what are we trying to teach kids okay here's your little message your little little fortune cookie here the spin-off i have no clue because i honestly do not remember it for one instance what it's all about i imagine it was the same formula as he-man just with different characters and a female lead so Again, once again, here I'm, I'm going through Facebook and I keep seeing a lot of articles about, you know, this show is pretty good and, this, and, and it's getting renewed and, and people are liking it and, and, and people are angry at it and people hate it because there's too many women on it. It's like, Shira, what do you expect? It's going to, you want a He-Man, you go see He-Man, you know, whatever. But so I gave it a try. Same, same thing. I'm like, I asked my daughter, hey, did you, anybody uh, any your friends watching Shira? And she's like, yeah, let's watch. I'm going to watch it today. Okay. Okay. I'll sit down and watch it with you. So <laughs> I had an excuse. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it with her. And, you know, this, it's not Serena the Teenage Witch. It's, it's more kitty. Yes. But I find it smartly written. It is not what I expected. And maybe it's because I haven't been watching real, like, kid shows during the last 20, 30 years. I've been watching more adulty kind of stuff. So it is nothing like what I remember these original, you know, and, and I'm talking about 
the 80s where you had your Transformers and your G.I. Joes and, and your, your, you know, whatever, the, the Smurfs, uh, you know, everything was kind of like the same. There wasn't really, that I can remember, anything kind of edgy or that would challenge you in any way. This, to me, feels different. The characters are different. The twists are different. The Where the characters come from, her character is really part of the bad guys that turns into a good guy. It's like, wow, that's that's really different. Again, for all I know, that's they might have done the same thing on the original show. I just don't remember. But again, it's one of these shows that I can watch uh, with my daughter. And it's got more than I expect, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of shows like this. Maybe this is maybe there are a lot of shows like this. The characters seem to kind of switch on you where, where at one minute you think this is a good guy, but then they kind of turn bad and that kind of thing. You know, you, you kind of make these preconceptions of these characters and then all of a sudden they flip it on you. So, you know, that's a little something that I, I don't expect from an animated show that is not like a super crazy anime adulty kind of thing where you expect serious, serious stuff to happen. But the presentation, you know, the way these things are drawn, they're still kind of classic animation drawings. They're not, uh, you know, like CGI kind of stuff, like, like for example, uh, Clone Wars or or uh, or anything like like that from, you know, like Rebels. This is the, you know, it looks more traditional animation, kind of like Resistance now. It looks like traditional animation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's something I, I should do sort of, I mean, as much as I love the CGI stuff and the, you know, the more, you know, you know computer anime stuff, I, I, I still find myself attracted more to the... Uh, I'm not even sure if Resistance is even hand drawn. I doubt it. No, but it's it, but, it's the look. I, I like that more. Yeah, yeah, the aesthetic yeah. of more traditional. Looking. Exactly. It's. I mean, the computers are still doing stuff. You know, the cells are not drawn on a on a piece of plastic, and 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 the guy is using a brush and and drawing on it. It's all computer done. It just looks like traditional. It's just the style, the aesthetic. Like you said, it's the aesthetic. It's right. not the 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 mechanism. But uh, yeah, 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 that's another, again, that's another weird one that I'm like, yeah, okay, you ready to watch another one? Yeah, let's go watch another one. <laughs> you know, it's like that. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'll tell you another thing. They, they tippy-toe a little bit, and I think this is also one of the biggest turnoffs to some people, uh, because they kind of tippy-toe into the character's sexuality, let's say, in terms of, you know, not only, there are a couple of girls that are very tomboyish, and there are a couple of guys that are kind of slightly feminine without kind of giving it all away right there so they you know i I can kind of tell what they're hinting at but they're not going all the way to it and again that's one of the things i'm sure that the the part of the backlash of the show is that is that some people get completely turned off by having a character like that right yeah and that that, that's a a sort of a like a theme now where people are just really starting to just you know push back against anything anything to do with you know you know you can't put that type of you know uh, and i believe me i'm putting some yeah. quotes you know uh, th- that sort of agenda uh-huh. you know it's into a tv show which you it's know it's not even like in the 80s i would imagine somebody complaining about that would be because oh it's t- children are watching now it's not even just children are watching now it's i hate that i hate all about that so i don't want to see that you know it's it's different now it's 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 more in your face that the, the the people that are angry about it are out there angry and proud about it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. What do you got? All right, got this. Is probably uh, one of my I want to say one of my favorite childhood oh. movies. Um, and I and I will still watch it. Still fun. 
and that is Labyrinth, oh. um, Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Now, now he also has you know his the Dark Crystal, which is you no know, sort of like always is always viewed as like the sister movie to Labyrinth. Yeah, but you're for right. For whatever reason, Labyrinth doesn't seem seem to gain gain the same popularity as Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal is like you know revered for whatever reason, well, uh, and, and Labyrinth is never really looked upon the same way. Now, Jim Henson was involved in in Labyrinth too, right? His his, oh, his yeah, puppet yeah, shop, both, yeah. 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 Okay. But he wasn't, but he wasn't like the producer of the, I think he was more involved in the Dark Crystal than he was in Labyrinth, like from a production standpoint. It could be. It could be. Maybe that's the theme, but maybe some of that rubbed off on, you know, the reason why Mm. Labyrinth wasn't looked upon as well. But, uh, you know, I I, I love the movie and and I I grew up, my sister and I used to watch this (laughs) and, uh, and it it has some really cool, like if you look at some of like the concept art, not necessarily, you know, what's on the screen, but some of the like the artistic designs of both of both movies, I'll give them both credit, yeah. um, are really good. Are really cool. You know, they really have some really neat designs. But yeah, I, I mean, it is it is sort of goofy. They have, it, it, I guess you can call it a musical. I guess you know, <laughs> it does have a it does have some musical. That's right. Uh, yeah, musical, you're right. Just, Anytime somebody sings, it's a musical. There's no way around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way around it. <laughs> but it's not to the point where it's like, oh boy, here comes another musical scene. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, maybe at least to me because I, I I know where everything is. I know the beats to it. But I mean, come on! It has David Bowie. You know, you can't, you cannot go wrong. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with David Bowie. You know, as like the Goblin King. You know, dancing it up on stage. Yeah, I would say just like just like you said that you know the sister, the companion to that one is uh, the Dark Crystal. I would say there's a there are triplets. I think there's a, a third one, and that is the never ending story. Not personally, oh, of course, of course. not personally to me because I'm not a fan of that movie. But I know that a lot of people love that movie, and it is one of these culty kind of movies that some people would consider it you know a guilty pleasure too yeah right yeah actually you know what <laughs> I, I didn't even I, I haven't i haven't thought about that movie in so long yeah that, that actually slipped my mind yeah that no that is actually one of my guilty pleasures <laughs> 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 but, but, but i really think labyrinth is one of those movies where it just has a certain feel to it i guess if that makes any sense i just and the, even like the whole the puppet designs and yeah. the, the way it's sort of like you know brought to life is just really 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 fun to me and david bowie it's funny you mentioned this movie and i'm going to mention one now that i completely forgot about that to me it is kind of a a guilty pleasure and that is legend the ridley scott attempt to do a a lord of the rings kind of fantasy thing that fell flat uh, financially and and uh, critically but there's so much good stuff in this you know the the good stuff doesn't save the movie as far as i'm concerned but I love the Tim Curry makeup of that dark, the beast that he is, the darkness, and there's a lot of goblins in it too. And you can kind of tell that it's like, there's so many little good elements, but it doesn't help the the entire picture. It's, yeah. it, it misses the mark. You know, you got Tom Cruise. At that time, there was nothing hotter in terms of successful than Tom Cruise. He was just, you could just print his own money. But <laughs> nope, it, 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 it didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah, that's sort of telling where, you know, you can say like, you know, a movie can have, you know, the best ideas in the world and, you know, all of a sudden, it, but, uh, but yeah. if it doesn't, if it doesn't just come together, if it doesn't really mesh well, like, you, yeah. know, you can have all these great actors. And, and also, the like, from what I remember, I haven't I haven't seen that movie in so long, but the soundtrack to that movie. Oh, Tangerine um, Dream. Yes, yeah. Tangerine, yes, exactly. I mean, they're, they're one of my they're, they're one of my oh. favorite 
instrumental, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, bands. They they were all over the eighties. They were they were gold they're, in yeah, the eighties. Yeah, My their, God, their, their music is so like elemental. Like, there's something about their music is always like almost all the sound, almost all the soundtracks they do for their movies are just really, really, you know, out there. Yeah, it, this it was a different time. I keep thinking again with Lord of the Rings, they they just hit a home run. They, they, they hit everything exactly the way they're supposed to hit it. But yeah, you take you take some of these fantasy movies we're talking about. And they never really exploded the way they wanted them to explode. And another one I would imagine is Willow, because Willow was again Lucas film, even though it was Ron Howard trying his hand at fantasy, at full blown, you know, Tolkien kind of fantasy, and boom. Yeah, I, I never again. liked Willow. I, I watched it once, and I, I think I literally think I, I've never watched that movie again. Like I watched it once, I was like, oh, okay, I, I get the <laughs> point. I, I, I never watched it again. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. What you mean. Yeah, I saw it once, and it's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> the next one I'm going to mention is not necessarily one specific show, but a certain, I guess you can call it a subgenre of television shows that sometimes if, if let's say, for example, I'm, I'm having lunch and I want to watch TV while I'm eating or I, I'm doing something, I'm doing the dishes and I want to watch something while I'm doing the dishes. I usually go and look for any type of court show, you know, like reality court, like uh, the people's court or Judge Judy or anything like that. I'm a sucker for that stuff. And I don't know why I, I like to watch people arguing in <laughs> for real, I guess it is. And then I try to imagine, you know, well, I don't know anything about the law, but I think this person is more right than that person. So, you know, I like that process. I, I, I'm not crazy about all of the drama and when they get over, you know, overly dramatic, but I, I like to be in situations where I can try to listen to two people present their case and then to see if, if, if there's actual real law that coincides with your way of thinking. Now, granted, there, there's just a bazillion of these shows and, and, and the people's court, I think is the granddaddy of, of them all. And then probably judge Judy. And then there was another probably 10, 15 that came that just, continue to go on for some time and they kind of disappeared and i think now these days you still have a version of at least you know judge judy's still around and and the people's court has been through i don't know four or five different judges now and i think it's still around so it, again it's i'm not proud of it especially because it's technically consi- i think it's technically considered reality television and I remember, at least with the People's Court, there was this thing that I absolutely hated, and that is that you find out that the the, the contestants, the, the the people going through the trial, they're both going to be paid to be there. And sometimes they would show up, and they don't really put up much of a fight because they're <laughs> going to be paid anyway. In other words, they don't have to pay the other person. The other person is being paid by the studio, by the, by the production company. So it's kind of like... Geez, you know, if you guys yeah, show up, here, at least put up a fight. <laughs> at least defend yourself. And, you, you know, the guy shows up wearing a T-shirt and shorts, and she's looking at him like, what the hell? This is a court. You're not supposed to dress like that. And they don't just, they don't care sometimes. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that used to bother me. But the fact that this is a reality television show, you know, the more I think about it, the, the angrier I get at myself because... Over the last, uh, I would say, four to five years, I've been kind of swearing off reality television. Uh, I I was never a huge proponent of it. I never was into any of the Kardashians or the or the uh, the Hiltons or whatever the hell all those other shows are that are still popular to some some extent. The biggest show I used to watch, and some of you might have already heard the story, was Survivor, and I watched. Good Lord, maybe like. 
eight, nine years worth of Survivor. Like a oh, lot wow. of Survivor. <laughs> and the show to me peaked at a certain point where a lot of my friends were watching it too. And I don't know if you're familiar. Have you ever watched Survivor? Have you familiar with the show? I at am all? proud to say I have never watched a single episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, let me let me let me try to be brief and explain something. They got to a point where they brought in a contestant, and the contestant was universally despised because he was such a cheat and a liar and a manipulator of all the other contestants. And some people absolutely hated him and some people absolutely loved him. And I would try to defend him that for that show, those characteristics work. And it's not about reality. It's a show. It's a contest. It's a game. So in order to win this particular game, you have to, you know, him behaving this way is a good thing. Well, I've basically come to the conclusion that Yes, it is a good thing for the show, except that I think most people now associate that kind of behavior with normal human behavior. And behaving in that manner, I think now, and I hate to bring everything back to politics, but I am as usual, I think it's now part of the game plan of everything that everybody does. It's the, hey, as long as you win, who cares? Cheat, steal, do whatever you want. And... You know, I, I, I pretty much regret watching so much of this. And while I'm thinking, you know, I like to think that I can separate the reality from from the uh, from the fake, you know, from the fiction. But I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of people that cannot make that separation. It's all one big glut of entertainment and reality that they're absorbing as if it's just yeah. yep. life. So that's my that's 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 what I'm gonna need a little therapy to you know to get away from reality television. <laughs> you need some, cal- you need some counseling. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, and, and I'm I'll, I'll comment on this because I'm, I'm definitely not a fan or or, or even a connoisseur yeah. of reality TV in by any stretch. So you know, take that take take my, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But I agree 100% where I think a lot of people view it as real life, basically, where yeah. they, and they apply, you know, their, how they lead their lives through, you know, television. And, and the problem with reality TV is that if I, if I put a camera in front of you, you're, you're going to act differently than you would if the camera was not there. So, like, uh, if, yeah. you, if I'm going to be a different person if I know I'm being recorded, you know, 24-7. So, you're already getting, even if you say, you know, this is reality TV and this is, you know, this is, you know what's going on, you, it's still always this element of you're playing a character because you know you're being recorded and you know people are watching you and you want to present yourself in such a way. So, and, and like you said with Survivor, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a game. So, you, you're not getting, yeah. you're not getting what the person's true, you know, self is because, you, you know, you, you always want to, you know, present yourself in this sort of alternate, you know, facade, really. I kind of see it as, and again, no, no insult. I don't want to insult people that are into wrestling. But yes, but yeah, I was, I was going to bring I that up. I kind of see it as yeah. wrestling. You know, a lot of people see it as fake and it's a show. It's a dramatic presentation of good versus evil, let's say. But then there are people that eat it up as that's how life works. And it's like, n- no. And then they argue about whether it's real or not. And they get insulted if you say it's fake. But it is fake. So stop taking it as real. You know, it's, it's this weird argument that yeah, I guess yeah. it's, it's re- that's reality television. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. No, that's and the I crux have, of it. I, I I have no problem if you, if you, if you watch wrestling and you and you see it as you no know, okay you know this is basically you know entertaining story you know that's fine right. sure and the same thing for reality TV but the fact that when you try to turn it around and try to make it into you know you write this you know sort of false narrative 
based on it, you know, that's yeah. when it becomes you know a problem to me, and that's why I just don't even bother with reality TV. Like I, 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 I really just it turns me off so much. The funny thing is the phenomenon of not being able to tell the difference. Yeah. It's not only in reality television, it also happens uh, with, with drama, and I'll give you a perfect example. I remember I started watching 24 when it first came out, I don't know if you remember 24. Yeah, yeah. And 24 had a, an unbelievable premise that was, I don't think it was ever tried before, and that is that it's, it's being told in real time, and each episode is one hour of that yeah. day, and you're going to see everything that happens, except obviously somebody going to the bathroom or something. But that's how it's presented. And that's the vehicle of how the show is presented, the gimmick. But the show itself is, it's a very violent crime, political, you know, assassination, bomb is about to go off. And every season was kind of like that. And I I remember that I think it kind of happened around the time of 9-11 where, you know, I watched the show and it's kind of like watching anything else. It's like watching a Rambo movie. It's like, I'm entertained. I understand I'm entertained. I'm enjoying it. I like it. But then people start to make these connections. It's like, yes, that's how we should really do. This is how we should, you know, Rambo is exactly how we should take (laughs) care of our problems. You don't listen to people. And the same thing was 24. It's like, yeah, we need a Jack Bauer. He doesn't care. He'll just take the battery cables and stick them up your butt and he'll get the truth out of you. And it's like, it's like, this is a show, guys. This isn't real. You cannot walk around yeah. being Jack Bauer. And uh, again, it's it's something about, like, I don't know if it's entertainment or art or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if people have this kind of bizarre reaction to literature. But for some reason, it just gets people all crazy and they forget the difference between reality and fiction. I definitely think it's a syndrome of, of the visual yeah. aspect. I, I don't think this would translate into like if someone was reading a yeah. book, they get so into it. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you teach them, you know. But I, 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 I think it, it definitely has. It's to do a visual with, medium, and it uh, and it, sort of like it. Yeah, you know, no offense, but it doesn't yeah. require much intellect. You just absorb. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to think. You just absorb. You ingest. You know, and, it's and, different. And especially if you don't have like that filter on where you, you you sort of filter it yourself saying okay this is this is you know an uh, entertaining story but it's not reality it, it's for yeah. some people it's like it blends together so you know so much that's when it becomes almost i would say it becomes almost dangerous you know it, depending well, on depending on the person watching it and depending on what they are watching to, to to have that you know where they see something and they feel like they can do it and or act it out that's yeah. when it sort of crosses the line becoming okay this I want to step back for a second. Yeah, and again, I'm going to get political. Go first. We had a reality election. It was a reality show. It was. It was It was quite, reality characters quite, saying quite reality literally. things. And we are now in a reality environment, which is... I, I, I feel like I'm watching an episode of Black Mirror. And it's it's, real, it's, it's, it's what's happening now. It's just bizarre. But anyway, we got way off the subject, uh, the topic as usual. Uh, why don't you give me one of yours? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to follow that one up. Um, okay, so my next one is, uh, is is the Judge Dredd movie. And now, not the most recent one. Cause that, oh, because oh, I love oh, the most no, no, recent no, no, yeah, one. <laughs> that, that's definitely not guilty pleasure. That, that's just all pleasure. <laughs> but but that, that, that's pride pleasure. But the one I'm referring to is the one from 1995, Starring our uh, aforementioned Sylvester Stallone as Mr. <laughs> as Mr. Dredd himself. <laughs> now this movie, it's not bad, but it's it's just it's just 
Ah, oh boy. It's it, it's so, I guess, different in the comic, and it's so sort of, I don't even know. I, I, I'm, I'm even losing <laughs> the words to how to describe, how, how to describe this. Now, have you seen this, Carlos? Well, let me tell you a quick quick little story. Uh, I have seen it. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I, like I said, I love the, the last one they did. But I also, again, as usual, I don't have the baggage of the comic, so I can't tell you which is more realistic, you know, to the comic, to the original material. I do know stories of, as usual, most movies that Stallone is involved, he destroys everybody and he overtakes everything. And, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that I'm Facebook friends with somebody on Facebook who I think was the person that had the rights to that movie and was credited mm-hmm. as a producer, I believe. And he tells stories on his Facebook page about what a disaster it was in, in terms of trying to make it and how everything ended up being so far away that the, than the original intent that they had because of all these different personalities that decided to go in 10 different directions. The producer wanted to go in one direction, the director wanted to go in one other, another direction, and Stallone wanted to go in a completely different direction, and usually Stallone gets his way. <laughs> At the end of the day, Stallone wins. Exactly. Because it becomes a Stallone film. Every Stallone film is a Stallone film. <laughs> the, whatever the, the story is comes second because it's Stallone. Everything is Stallone. What, I mean, that, but that's what you get when you hire Stallone. It's a Stallone <laughs> film. Yeah, so, the, the, I, mean, the, I mean, the movie itself is, is I guess, because it's still, like, campy. But to me, it comes off, it, it reminds me a lot of Starship Troopers, the movie. It, it, it has, oh. so at least to me, it has, like, this, it's, it's so campy <laughs> that, I, and again, you know, I'm trying to find the words to express it. It's almost like a satire, really. Like, it's it's so over the top. It's sort of. But does it want to be? Does it want yeah, yeah, to that's, be a that's satire? The yeah, that's the a thing. Starship Troopers is a satire. Yeah, right. The movie right, at right. least. The movie. Because right. it's it's Paul Vernhover and that's what he does, like Robocop. But I don't think the, the Judge Dredd was supposed to be. I think you and you are right. I think I mean maybe maybe we're <laughs> maybe retroactively assigning it to be a satire, but uh, because it, it is very over the top and campy, and you know the set pieces you know aren't really the best. Yeah. But I I, I, I love the fact that it, it is so very sort of like raw and and you know because even though as much as I love the new one, I I really think it's a great movie. It it was so dark and gritty. This one, this version of it is is a lot brighter and it's a lot yeah. goofier to a at least for me, it's almost like a good type of goofy where there's still more humor into it. Well, they, and... they have that comedian, though, so he's like the comic relief. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Schneider, yeah. yeah, he's there yeah. to just crack jokes. Yeah, right, right, right. But again, it it doesn't come off to me as you know completely like unwatchable like uh like i'll start saying this a movie like um like street fighter is you know very very bad like i really can't watch that movie at times but for this <laughs> for for this it, it, it has that same element to it um but it's just it's just it's just done in a way where i guess because the source material the comic itself is more aligned to that type of storytelling where it's over the top I sometimes get it confused with Demolition Man because it came around the same time oh, and he did yeah. like back to back crazy sci-fi stories and it's like oh wait a minute which was which okay that's the one oh that's right I, I forgot about Demolition Man too yeah that's no that's no that's another one um, but yeah I, I I really enjoy the first Judge Dread uh, and I th- I think it, it does sort of get a bum rap but I don't think it's really that bad some of the dialogue and lines are typical Stallone yeah definitely you know I am the law but yeah he, he yeah it's Stallone yeah. it's eighty. 80- 
Stall- that's what A.D. Stallone uh, would yeah, do. It, that's, it, that was it his job. Ca- yeah, it, it just carried over. Yeah. Now, let, let me actually throw another one here that I just remember, and I hope I'm not repeating myself from an episode, you know, 300 episodes ago or however long it was. Dune, the one from um, David Lynch. Dune. Right. That's a movie that the critics destroyed it. It's a very difficult movie to watch. Um, it has some very inappropriate, in terms of, Things that just don't seem to belong in this story. There's a lot of weird influences in it. I know it was, a, I, I believe it might have been a Dino De Laurentiis film. So there's a lot of the the cheesy Italian, uh, European, like the Flash Gordon-y kind of aspects to it that that worked on Flash Gordon, right. the, mov- the movie Flash Gordon. But in this one, they kind of don't work because Flash Gordon took didn't take itself too serious. But this movie does take itself serious and it kind of collides with a lot of that stuff. But there's something about that movie that I cannot, you know, if it's playing, I'll watch it and I'll be, it's, let me give you a better example. I have a, a an Arby's around here. And every, I don't know, once a month, I'm like, I want to go to Arby's. <laughs> I want to have a damn roast beef sandwich. And every damn time I have it, I hate it. And I go back every month and I hate the damn sandwich. I don't know why it is. I get a craving for something. I go and I know I'm going to be disappointed and I'm disappointed. That's what doing <laughs> is to me. It's a roast beef sandwich because I know I'm not going to like it, but... I got to see it. And I have a feeling it's because there is an actual good story underneath all that muck. And I I have all the books and I have to read them, but I keep hearing about how difficult it is to read Dune because it's so out there and and there's so much world building and political aspects to it that I'm kind of like afraid to get into it because I'm, I'm thinking I might not understand it or it might be too complicated, but... I think that's what it is. I think the, the 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 written story is the thing that keeps bringing me back, and it's been remade at least once. Yeah. I think on the Sci Fi Channel a very long time ago, and it was kind of okay. And they're about to redo it again. I think the director of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is going to hit this one next. They've been announcing cast members left and right. Like, yeah, yeah, like, no, you, you're exactly right. Um, I, I forget the guy's name, but like, like uh, Venice, Venelu, Venelu, something which like that. I, I, I forget. I think this is. Like, I guess I think for both of us, this is probably a good jumping in point because because I too was sort of intimidated by Frank Herbert's original you know work. So yeah. um and and, and I, I don't have the books, but I, I I've always I've always had I've always <laughs> had Dune on like the because I, I do a lot of like audio um books. Um, so I've I've always had in my yes. in my you know in my to buy list for you know to listen to. I I just I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off because I, I know it is a very expansive and very vast you know story. So I I never get around to reading it, and and I I've only seen bits and pieces of the actual um the, the movie that you're the, the, the uh, was the, the thing the mid eighties one I think yeah um I've only, yeah I think it was yeah, like eighty three yeah. eighty four something like that of it. But I never had that real desire to sort of like you know go out and like watch the whole thing from from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of uh, I don't know why, and I could I could be way off, but Dune always reminded me of that Stargate movie and also Fifth Element uh, and Fifth Element. Oh, I don't know okay. why those those three movies yeah, they always, okay, they always remind okay. me of each other. 
You know what? It's the it's you know what? I think it's the European uh, flavor of it. It's a di- it's yeah. not American. It's different. It's got a different it's got a different feel. The characters are different. They talk differently. They it's it's just different. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to the the new updated version. Um, because he's, I, I was a fan of of, yes. of of Blade Runner 2049. So I think this is a good jumping on point for for both of us here to to finally delve into this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. What other shows or movies are part of your list? I got one more here. I okay. got um I got uh, and this is an animated show. Um this is Teen Titans Go. Oh. And now this has a sort of odd backstory because this show is a it's, and I hate to even say this because I don't want, I don't want to you know put it into a negative light, but this show mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of my Little Pony, and I, I say oh, this because I say this wow. because you know, it, it, it is not it's not in the same vein. But I'll say, the reason why I say that is because of this. It's aimed at kids, definitely, <laughs> but it has it has a sort of like sort of regular adult following as well. And and, and I think one of the reasons why is because when Teen Titans Go came out, it, it replaced the more. I guess not, not adult, but it, it, there was another Teen Titans uh, show on right before it, and that got okay. canceled. It was another cartoon, and that got canceled. Um, and, and that one was aimed at more. Of, it had, had more of like a more of like a mature themes to it. It was more of just a regular cartoon. You know, you would see on Cartoon Network, like Justice League Unlimited or something. Okay, you know, still for kids, but it was just more of a adult themes to it. And it was it was definitely it it, it wasn't as cartoony. It was more serious. But that that got taken out, and then they, they replaced it with Teen Titans Go, which was far, like each episode has they're not like fighting superheroes in this show, mm-hmm. or there was no real storylines. It's just them doing goofy one 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 off antics. Like it was like one episode is just you know them going back in time and having to like you know go to some sort of like pizza party or something. Each episode has nothing to do with them actually fighting anyone. It's just them getting into like sitcom type humor. Um, <laughs> but, I, but the reason why I, I I think I got so attached to this show is because I when I was traveling for work, I was like hotel hopping. Basically I was going from like, you know, I would be spending, you know, a, a two weeks in a hotel at a time wow. that I'd come home. Uh, and then I'd, you know, spend another two weeks out at another place in another hotel. So I had, you know, my, I had a stack of books with me and I had, you know, the, the, the TV that was in the hotel room. So I'd always have, I'd always have either CNN on or Teen Titans Go, which was <laughs> a pretty drastic, you know. That's um, a pretty big jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty big jump. But, but I, I just got attached to it because it was just so easy to watch. Like, you know, you just put an episode, have it in the background while I'm doing work from, you know, the job, you know, and then I'd have, you know, like, you know, Robin talking to, you know, Raven or something. And it, it was just a really funny, and the, and the humor, even though it is directed at kids, the humor is something that you can definitely relate to, you know, for really anyone. It kind of transcends, you know, any sort of age range, really. And it sort of goes hmm. from, it, 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 yeah, it's not, it's not like aimed at kids specifically, where it's like toilet humor, or, you know, really, you know, really cringy, you know, kitty humor it, it's the humor can can apply to you know sort of a, a larger range of audiences okay which is why i sort of related it to my little pony um uh, because, <laughs> because that that type of humor there as well is is more sort of broad it's not really directed only at kids it's funny you mentioned my little pony because i'm not going to mention it as, as one of my shows but <laughs> my when i told my daughter i was about to do this show about guilty pleasures and i told her i was going to talk about shira and stuff she's like well don't forget to remind everybody about the time you watched my little pony with me when uh, we are al yankovic was the guest and i'm like oh that's right <laughs> yes i did I, I do i have to claim that i did watch one full episode just because weird al was the guest <laughs> so uh, i do admit that let's see one more another show i 
want to just throw out there was again this is this is more like 90s type of shows uh, there was one called Beekman's World and it's kind of like a science mm. show for kids yep. that is completely slapsticky weird funny but again I particularly found it very smartly written funny and there were other science shows that were not as funny they were very scientific and informative but this one it kind of almost turns into like Pee-wee's Big Adventure type of show it's very very slapsticky funny that keeps I guess it it works because it keeps you interested and I don't know how many seasons it lasted and I think everybody's been kind of like a scatter people just disappeared and scattered from that show and I don't think they went on to anything that gigantic but uh it shows up every now and then on some of these weird channels that like they look like they're being broadcast out of a VHS machine somewhere. <laughs> and again, I do remember that's that's one show that I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We'll watch that. You know, that kind of thing. One more I want to mention again in that, you know, not very uh, genre-y show is uh, back when I used to, I used to live on, on apartment buildings when I was younger. And we would move, you know, we, 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 had, we had moved, you know, different places and it was always apartment buildings. But I always would watch This Old House because I loved the idea of living in a house and all these projects that you could do you know once you live in a house and and again i'm talking about the early 80s here back when i used to live in apartments like i said and i would watch the show when the show was still fairly new i mean that show has been going on for i don't know like 30 years now or something some ridiculous amount of time and it switched over you know hosts and that kind of thing but i do remember enjoying like all these projects and i would say all right well okay i gotta remember this one because if i ever get you know if i ever live in a house i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this but it was it was kind of fantasy at the time for me so that's that's kind of weird it's funny i know as i've gotten and older, you know, my taste in shows have sort of changed. So now, like, uh, I'll find myself, uh, you know, watching some uh, something. I hate to even say this out loud, but I, I'll find myself watching like HGTV or something, l- l- <laughs> looking at like, you know, like gardening shows. Like, oh man, that Rhododendrons look really great. Like, you know, you know, like, in like, I'll like find myself in Barnes Noble picking up like gardening magazine, like, like you know, you know, like you're just flipping through it, like saying, oh, that's. Yeah, it looks so simple. I could do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's like wow, but it takes. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a there's 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 a ton of stuff I think, and little by little, it, it you know we keep coming up with stuff, and a lot of this stuff it just comes out of nowhere. Like we like I run into these shows by accident sometimes. It's not like I'm necessarily you know pursuing them and that. And yeah, there's stuff from you know from from early childhood, you know, when I was a teenager, all the way to now. It just it comes and goes, and I don't think it's ever going to stop. I think we're going to be getting we're going to keep getting hit by these things that logically based on our taste should not work for us but sometimes they do that's one of the benefits of things like netflix because there's so many like if you just dive into netflix like just you know surf what's available there's so many shows and everything that are just kind of like they don't make like a big splash or anything but there are so many like small little shows that you can find that are aren't particularly very good but 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 you know they'll they'll like there might be something about them that just kind of like you know oh okay that sounds pretty interesting you'll know, turn it on and then you know seven eight episodes later you're you're still you're still binging it well the, the problem is with, with netflix i think is that it's hard to determine what could be good by looking at a netflix menu and i don't know if it's across the board now but i think they completely removed any kind of rating system that netflix had because I don't know if it just doesn't work anymore or because people don't care and they give everything five stars and they, they kind of trick you into watching something. I basically end up going on Facebook and looking for our little articles that people post, you know, all these different genre websites of 
uh, you know, this is getting a really good buzz or this is really interesting and this is getting renewed. And so they're like, oh, well, wait a minute. Is this, is, is it a really good show? Is it interesting? And then you try it and a lot of times it falls flat, but every now and then you, you know, you hit something good. Yeah. Yeah. You, sometimes you just hit pay dirt and you find something that like, even though someone else might not like it, you know, it really, it really is yeah. something about it that speaks to you. So yeah, that's, that's why I always sort of love just going through Netflix and just kind of like just seeing, you know, what's available. That's not, you know on the front cover really just kind of like delving down you know delving, diving deep into it and see you know what's uh what, what, what is available <laughs> yeah and the other good thing about netflix or even any of the other ones like amazon prime is that sometimes a television show will finally get to video that you have completely forgotten about for so many years and it's like you know sometimes these shows are tied up in legal problems because of music rights or something that you could they couldn't use them and then all of a sudden they're back in the mix again and you're like oh i used to love this show and then you're watching them and you're like oh wow this is this is pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> you start to regret like some of this stuff but anyway steve thank you for uh, helping me out to you know figure out all this stuff you know and and it's funny how many you know you, you, sometimes you might feel like you're the only one that has all these weird shows in the back of your mind that it's like like uh, you're, you're embarrassed to even talk to somebody about it, but no, they're there. Everybody's got them. They have to just admit it and, and face the facts. <laughs> and like I said, there's our social group here, our safe, our safe circle. We are, we can, we can, we can admit to it. Yeah, we're not tell, we're gonna tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve. All right, thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Okay, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. I'd like to thank Steve for joining me today and sharing some of his additional material that, you know, this is the type of stuff that we're not too proud that we like sometimes, but sometimes it is like top of the list stuff for some people. And a lot of it is surprisingly good sometimes. It's, some of it is very divisive because it's stuff that it's either hit or miss with certain people, but this is the kind of stuff that keeps growing and growing. Stuff will pop up. We'll start remembering stuff now and again, not only in television, but also in film. So I'm sure sometime in the future we'll be doing an update to this particular topic. So thank you again for joining us. I will see you here next time on GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. When there is crime in society, there is no justice. As a city, we continue to grow. 73 citizen riots. Come and get them! Throw your weapons and prepare to be judged! That's this! Courts adjourned. You're a legend. You were my finest student. Get rid of Dread. Dread. You're under arrest. What's the charge? Murder. The evidence is falsified! Guilty as charged. The sentence shall be life imprisonment. I'm the chaos. Fred? Merry crushing paw. Excuse me? We're not together. For this council to play God. Who says politics is boring?
would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2019. <laughs>